chill, an uneasy feeling that you're not alone. Don't worry, it's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. This is episode 42 in the second of four bonus episodes for October and my favorite holiday, Halloween. In case you missed it, we have a contest running throughout the month of October. Listen for the famous horror movie line that will be randomly said and that will blend in to the episode. In each of our eight October episodes, for a chance to win an 11 by 14 Scream art print made by Tenebrific Acrylics. All you have to do is email me the line in the movie it was set in. And for each one you get correct, that is how many times you will be entered into the random drawing that will take place on the Halloween Day episode. Enter once or up to all eight. Up to you. Email to it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com details for this and other contests visit our website at it's just a ghost.com and click on the contest link from the drop down menu the famous movie line for this episode is not from any of the friday the 13th movies okay let's get started with jason voorhees the hockey mask clad killer of camp counselors and others in the Friday the 13th films. The original 1980 slasher film is about grief-stricken Pamela Voorhees, who terrorizes and murders a handful of teenagers at Camp Crystal Lake to avenge her son's drowning. Subsequent films reveal Jason is alive and a homicidal maniac who continues his mother's killing spree. The films span over three decades, making it one of the most enduring and highest-grossing horror franchises worldwide. The movies have spawned a TV series, novels, video games, and comics. I actually just found out that there is a Friday the 13th Part 1 filming location tour. This sounds really interesting. I would love to go. So Camp Nobibosco, or Nobi for short, is a thriving scout camp located in Hardwick, New Jersey, USA. The camp opened in 1927, making it the oldest continuously operating scout camp in New Jersey. Since then, countless scouts have made the trip to Nobi and forged memories to last a lifetime. In 1979, there was also a small film shot there. And you might have heard of it. Yes, it was called Friday the 13th Part 1. As horror films don't really fit well with the program of a scout camp, the BSA had previously not allowed movie fans to visit the birthplace of the most popular horror film franchise ever created. We all go a little mad sometimes. That changed for a few lucky fans for a few hours on Friday, May 13, 2011, the day of the first ever tour. A relatively small group of horror fans purchased a ticket and traveled to camp as far as 3,000 miles away, not knowing what to expect when they got there. Well, the tour was a huge success. 100% of the surveyed attendees said that they had an unforgettable time, and almost all of them said they would return for a future tour. 
Since then, their tours have grown in size and popularity. They have featured special guests such as Adrian King, Janine Taylor, Robbie Morgan, Ron Milkey, Tom Savini, Tasso Stravakis, and Harry Manfredini. Their last reunion event attracted fans from 42 states and 7 countries. These larger events have sold out in as little as 8 seconds. So to relieve the stress of buying tickets for these larger reunion events, they have moved to a ticket waitlist system. These tours support restoration and maintenance projects at the historic camp as well as support youth camping programs throughout the Northern New Jersey Council, BSA. Each event is planned, organized, and executed by camp alumni who are deeply passionate about preserving the camp experience for generations of youth to come. Tickets are available for several upcoming tour sessions in the fall of 2020. This tour should definitely be on the bucket list for any Friday the 13th Part 1 superfan. Their guided tours will take you to all of the major filming locations in the camp that have been made famous on television and film. Each small group of fans will be led by a member of their tour staff that knows the camp very well. This is a walking tour that is approximately one mile long, so please go prepared with comfortable walking shoes and apparel to match the weather forecast. So tickets are available now for several upcoming tour sessions in the fall of 2020, but due to the COVID-19 travel restrictions, these tours won't use their regular wait list and are for sale on a first-come, first-served basis on their website. You have to reserve the tickets through the website because they run out so quickly. And you can submit a request if you are interested in a private tour or a special event. So please visit their website at crystallaketours.com for more information. Uh, here's another interesting story, Jason Voorhees statue in Minnesota Lake. So if you have watched the movies and you know that the images of Jason being chained up underwater is one of the most iconic scenes of Friday the 13th. While this scene can never be duplicated, one artist did try. So back in 2013, Doug Klein built and Curtis Lahr installed a statue of Jason Voorhees underwater at a popular diving site in Crosby, Minnesota. While this statue was definitely not put in Crystal Lake, the old iron ore pit is still a pretty spooky place to install a statue of a terrifying fictional serial killer. It is placed about 120 feet under the water and it is a popular diving spot for scuba divers. The statue comes with a complete machete and hockey mask. You need to only take one look at the statue to feel that Jason will be beginning his creative master spree all over again once he somehow learns to escape the deep lake. Alright, no doubt in my mind that he'll figure that out because he's indestructible. Don't bother looking for him unless you're an experienced diver. It is very cold, it's only 38 degrees Fahrenheit year-round, and it's very dark. It's not worth risking an injury or death to see him. So very easy to find if you know the pit. You swim straight out from the access to the training platform, continue past it, staying to the right, and follow the drop-off ledge. On the way, you should see a snowmobile and eventually a sailboat with a dinghy behind it that will show up on your left. 
From there, keep on the drop-off ledge and you'll see Marissa the mermaid chained to a large diameter pipe. Follow the pipe down and you'll see Jason floating there. Again, please only try this if you are a very experienced diver. You'll want to bring flashlights with you. And remember, it's freezing cold down there. Now we have some Friday the 13th back. Some of these are very interesting. So many of the special effects were baked in the camp's kitchen where they filmed it at that camp that has the tours. So Tom Savini is now makeup effects legend, thanks in part to his work on Friday the 13th. And in making the film, he and assistant Tasso Stravakis actually ended up using the camp to finalize the special makeup effects. According to Savini, many of the latex appliances ultimately used to create the film's gruesome murders were baked in the pizza oven at the camp where the movie was filmed. Another fact, the original inspiration was Halloween. In 1978, producer and director Sean Cunningham was looking for a model on which to build a commercially successful film, and he found one in John Carpenter's horror classic Halloween. The two films ultimately don't share much other than very broad slasher tropes, but Cunningham says he was very influenced by the structure of Carpenter's film. Next fact, the screenwriter had a different title in mind. Though Cunningham very quickly latched onto the idea of Friday the 13th as a title, before the film got made, screenwriter Victor Miller originally came up with something else. In the spring of 1979, he was calling the film Long Night at Camp Blood. All right, next, Shelley Winters was the first choice for Mrs. Voorhees, who was Jason's mom. For the now iconic role of Mrs. Pamela Voorhees, Cunningham and company went in search of an actress with a recognizable name whose career was nevertheless on the decline, so she could be paid relatively little and the budget could stay low. Cunningham eventually made a list of actresses he was considering, and two-time Oscar winner Shelley Winters was his top choice. Winters wasn't interested, and while fellow candidates and Oscar winner Estelle Parsons actually negotiated to be in the film, she ultimately backed out. Production wound up with Betty Palmer for the role. When Cunningham finally got around to offering Palmer the part of Mrs. Voorhees, she suddenly found herself in need of cash. So after more than a year on Broadway, her car had broken down and she drove back to her home in Connecticut. She said she might have never taken the role in the movie if she hadn't needed the money for a new car. Next fact, the main theme music came from syllables from one line of dialogue. It's very chilling, the sound that they use throughout the film when Jason is present. So when composing the score for the film, composer Harry Manfredini was looking for a distinctive sound to identify any point when the killer appeared in a scene. When he first saw a print of the film, he heard Mrs. Voorhees imitating Jason, saying, Kill her, Mommy. So Manfredini took the K from kill and the ma from mommy, but spoke them very harshly, distinctly, and rhythmatically into a microphone and ran them through an echo machine. And it came out as the iconic sound you hear today.
Was the fictional serial killer Jason Voorhees the inspiration for a real serial killer? Authorities believe serial killer Peter Moore was influenced by the Friday the 13th films. Moore murdered four men in 1995 using the alter ego Jason. Lord Carlisle from Montgomery Shire, the lead prosecutor on the case, said, we started looking at films and there was a film series which Moore would have seen or shown an episodic film showing someone who killed people. Each film had six episodes and circumstances which were strikingly like the way in which Peter Moore carried out these murders. Moore was found guilty and is serving a life sentence. Moore isn't the only killer who was influenced by horror movies when committing his crimes. In 2001, a Belgian truck driver Thierry Jardin donned a ghost face costume, like the Scream Killer, before stabbing a young woman 30 times who spurred his romantic advances. In 2012, Texas teenager Jake Evans shot his mother and sister after watching Rom Zombie's Halloween, the only franchise to surpass Friday the 13th at the box office thanks to Michael Myers' constant resurrections. Three times the same week, The Purge, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Saw 4, and American Psycho inspired other heinous crimes. For more Friday the 13th facts or for full article and videos on the Friday the 13th camp tour, you can find the links in the episode notes as well as all of the resource links for this episode on our website at itsjustagostpodcast.com under episode 42. And also, please don't forget to send in the famous movie line from this episode, including what movie it was set in, to It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com.